Student Ministry Leadership Podcast. My name is Christian, and I'm one of the uh, student pastors here at Liberty Live Church, and I'm so excited to be joined with Pastor Chip, who's our uh, global student pastor. He is uh, well-seasoned in student ministry and just has a a ton of knowledge and wisdom that he's going to bring. And um, this podcast is just all about leadership and the way that uh, that me personally, as a student pastor, I get to grow and, and Lord willing student pastors across the nation get to grow. And so, uh, Chip, um, just to start us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? First of all, man, let's just be honest. You just called me old. So I'm the old guy in student ministry, man. I get it. I can take it bald. Yeah, let's go. So, um, not the old guy, just (laughs) wisdom and experience comes with age. Just twice your age, only twice your age. I get it. So, um, so yeah, man, I have been blessed to be able to do student ministry, uh, for many years now. Let's see, I was hired uh, to be a student pastor in 2004, and now it's 2021, so we're going on about 17 years. Wow. And uh, man, I just, I, I'm so thankful. You know, in 2004, man, I'll never forget, I was hired on to be student pastor at uh, Harrison Hills Baptist Church in Lanesville, Indiana. And it was a church of about 60, a student ministry of about 10. And uh, I will never forget Um, it was six o'clock on a Wednesday night. I was sitting at my desk at, at my, at my rental home at the time I was in seminary and it dawned on me, the church that I was interviewing at started youth group at six that night instead of six 30 or seven, whatever it is I was used to. It was (laughs) six o'clock and it hit me. I was supposed to be there. Oh man. And so I jumped in the car. I called him. I am 30 minutes late. I'm 30 minutes away. I got there and taught. I still remember the white plastic table that the eight students were around that night. And here I come in brand new interviewing and I was 30 minutes late. And then, man, I ended up staying there for about five years. And and it was just, uh, man, just such a blessing to watch that student ministry grow to, um, you know, I've gotten to do uh, some of their weddings and many of their baptisms. And now I'm on on social media, I get to see their families and their children. And uh, man, it is just a blessing to have been in student ministry for this long, to be this old, but to get to experience as, as much as I've gotten to, man. So just very thankful. That's so cool. Seriously. I mean, it's a, a huge testimony to me just looking at the longevity that you've had in, in ministry. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to uh, lead and serve under you and that, uh, that the Lord is, the Lord has truly blessed Liberty students with a, um, a pastor, uh, who is just experienced and seasoned and, and able to share wisdom uh, beyond your age. And so, well, Christian, again, I'm writing an you. email this afternoon to HR and you get a raise. So <laughs> thank, thank you for, uh, man, for making all that kind of stuff up, you know, but uh, man, seriously, dude, you're a blessing. All of our student pastors are a blessing. And, and th- that's the whole prayer of this podcast. Um, we're not trying to impress. Obviously we're not trying to um, promote but we yep. want to bless as many student pastors and those in student ministry as possible. So if you're Amen. listening, for those who are listening, welcome to the Student Ministry Leadership Podcast. Yes, yes. 
Um, so today, just to jump right in, uh, we are talking about the secret to winning in leadership in student ministry. And so, Pastor Chip, why don't you just uh, get us started? What is the secret to student ministry leadership? Okay, pro tip, life hack, the secret is this, Nespresso. Nespresso, but for real, somebody gave us an espresso machine for Christmas this year, probably the best Christmas gift that I've ever received. And uh, man, it is the gift that keeps on giving, but I literally cannot drink Nespresso afternoon or I can't go to sleep that night. I, I, I don't understand it, but let's talk seriously. Uh, student ministry, man, what, what is the key to winning? Is that the question? What's the key to winning in student yeah. ministry? Yeah. And in, in student ministry leadership, what is, yeah. what is the secret to success? Man, I, I really believe that there is a secret sauce that I have learned, um, that God has has taught me, that I have had to repent of my old ways and to put on the new man and in these new ways. And, and Christian, I really believe, and those who are listening, please hear me out on this. There is nothing more important than the secret sauce of leading yourself. And when I say leading yourself, what I don't mean is, is to be some self-centered, introspective, find the strength within you. We are gospel-centered pastors. Mm. We are mm. gospel-centered Jesus followers. When we say lead yourself, we absolutely mean follow Jesus with every fiber of your being. When we say lead yourself, we're talking about a personal, daily discipline to do hard things. Things. I saw a quote Amen. yesterday that talked about leadership is less about intensity and more about consistency, right? And so, man, that's what it comes down to, our daily personal disciplines that it takes that are literally in your calendar, in your day, that these are the most important parts of your day that you cannot and will not miss because your day depends on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. The big rocks that that just you can't live without, you can't do without. Um, so leading yourself uh, obviously starts by seeking Jesus, uh, starts by getting alone, getting in his word, as you, you just said. Um, what are some of the things, though, that you think uh, will set us up for success when we are when we're leading ourselves? Because um, if we're being honest, I mean, we've all the, heard the quote many times. If we don't have a plan, then we plan to fail. You know, and so what is that secret to or, or what's some steps for success in leading yourself? Right, man. Great question. So here's what we want to do, Christian. As you know, we had a whole different plan that we were going to do for this podcast and, and God changed our direction on this just minutes before this thing began. And so let me just say this to, to every secret sauce, there's different ingredients that go in to make the secret sauce what it is. Right. Yeah. And, and so, man, we are going to um, reveal the secret. Um, so let me just talk a little bit about backstory here. Uh, just about my personal testimony. So one of the greatest idols in my life, one of the greatest, I, I would say, shameful secret sins in my life for years and years and years. And I was all, I was going to be so embarrassed if anybody ever found out how much I was addicted to sleep. 
And seriously, like I, I didn't want anybody to know, you know, there were times that, you know, someone would call in the morning and I would, you know, clear my throat and I would scream and I would try to wake my voice up and I would sit up or stand <laughs> up or walk around the house, make it sound like, you know, I was, I was out of breath, tired, doing something special, important. And really I was sleeping in trying to get every little mask last minute of sleep before my day started. I, I had fallen to uh, the idol of sleep, man. I had an addiction in my life, so much so that um, I was starting to, for, for a long time, I was staying up as late as I could. I think this is something that college did in me. I was staying up as late as I could and because I stayed up super late. I would try to sleep in late. And then as I got mm. older and even into marriage, um, man, I, I just never felt like I was rested. So uh, my wife was in she, she would go to bed a lot early. I, I used to hate to go to bed before I saw 12 o'clock, you know, 12 on the clock. But, um, but my wife was a 10 o'clock girl, right? And so I started going to bed at 10 and thinking, man, this is awesome. Well, I'm, I'm getting more sleep. But we started to move uh, to go into bed earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. And then I would stay in bed later and later and later and later, but it wasn't working. And I, and I found I couldn't get rest. So I said, man, finally, I'll tell you what, what I need to do um, is I finally need to get one of those sleep machines. I never wanted to get the sleep mask, the sleep machine, but I went mm -hmm. to the sleep doctor and I said, hey, doc, you got to figure this thing out because sleep is not working for me. I'm waking up dozens of times a night and, and I'm going to bed earlier and sleep, staying to bed later and, and, and all that type of stuff. All that to say, doctor said, you don't have anything wrong with you. Uh, we did all the tests and he gave me a book and he said, here, read this. And I don't want to get into it because we want to make it a whole podcast. But it, I learned how sleep was not about length. Sleep was about depth. And so yeah. first I had to repent of my idol of sleep, but even find the, that ingredient in the secret sauce. How do I conquer this idol in my life? And from that point on, to be honest, I've become a five o'clock man, especially on work days. Right now with our 21 days of prayer for our church, get up at 4 a.m., you know, mm -hmm. because here's what I've learned. You, we have to, in order to lead ourselves, in order to experience um, God's greatest blessings in our ministry, uh, we have to make sure that we start our day on purpose, with a purpose, intentional, because the way that we begin yeah. our day is the way that we will live our day. So Christian, and for those listening, um, one thing that I had to learn in my life was if I wanted to become a better pastor, then I had to first become a better person. If I wanted to become, if I wanted to have a better ministry, then I had to be a better man. So here's what I think the secret sauce of student ministry leadership is. It is understanding the calling, the purpose, the why behind what we do and then we change and we, we transform our personal disciplines to feed into our calling, our purpose, our why. When we disconnect them, when we just say, you know what, um, man, I want my morning to be different than my calling. I want my personal disciplines to be different than my calling. Then what we're doing is we're, we're running on too many different tracks during the day. But when we connect them, then we get to see momentum. So so we're going to break this down over the next few podcasts that are coming. Mm -hmm. But let me just say, if the secret sauce, if the secret sauce is, is leading yourself, you need to figure out what those ingredients are for you. And those yeah. in ingredients 
have to resonate with, they have to connect with, they have to match up with God's calling and God's purpose on your life. For me, for me, um, first and foremost, and we'll talk about this more in our next podcast, first and foremost is my unhurried, unrushed time with Jesus. We'll talk more about this, but I heard a great quote, and it's always rocked me to the core, right? That um, hurry is the enemy of intimacy. And so I've just learned I have to build enough time in my schedule in the morning so that I have unhurried time with Jesus. I do the one-year Bible, right? So that I have unhurried time with Jesus. I'm I'm reading through the one-year Bible. I'm praying through the one-year Bible. And and I'm making sure that I am spending ample time with the Lord. Because like we said, it's ultimately not about leading yourself. It's ultimately about following Jesus. And the, the greatest way to lead yourself is to follow Jesus so that he is ultimately the one leading you. Secondly, I've just learned that, uh, man, I have to have exercise in the morning, exercise in the morning. And the reason is, and we'll talk about this in a later podcast coming up in a few weeks as well. I've learned that I have to jump start my body every morning so that I'm not dragging into work every morning, right? And so there's something about doing something physically difficult that requires physical exertion in the morning so that when I come into the office or when I start my ministry that day, my body is physically ready to go. Now, here is why that is so important. That is so incredibly important because this, we are not just doing ministry, y'all. If you're a student pastor, if you're a student leader, if you are in student ministry, you're not just doing ministry. You are fighting a war. You are in a war. You are a soldier. You are doing battle. And I have never met a soldier that doesn't take his his or her physical body seriously. Our physical bodies are not supposed to be in perfection, but they are supposed to be under subjection. And so we need to make sure that we are doing things in our life to make sure that as Paul said, I buffet my body, not buffet my body daily. I did that for years too, right? But I buffet my body daily. Bodily, physical exertion, exercise is another major ingredient to the secret sauce in me following Jesus, leading myself. Number three, another one is this, and and we'll probably just end end it at here. Um, But another one is reading in a book. And for me, I love reading doctrine. I love reading theology. I love reading leadership books. I love reading books that challenge my mind. I love reading books that uh, further my ministry, my impact, my influence. Uh, I do believe that fictional books are great. I think those are great for creativity and imagination. I think that uh, reading books on finance is great. But if I really want If I really want to, when I do ministry during the day, I want my soul awake from my devotions. I want my body awake from my exercise. I want my mind awake from from reading in a book. And so, yes, I want to read all kinds of different genres, all kinds of different stuff. But I really want that day um, uh, to really be awakened by some thoughtful writings from someone that I trust or someone that I want to learn from. And then if I could just add an, a, another small one is, is just a podcast or a phone call in the way just to learn from someone that morning on the way to work. That's so good. 
That's so good. Um, my two big takeaways from this is in order to successfully lead yourself, you have to have two things, uh, clarity of your calling and then focus the direction of your life towards that calling. And uh, next week, we're going to talk more about morning routine and Chip's going to walk us uh, a little bit deeper through. This was just a big overview of, of what his morning routine consists of. Uh, he's going to walk us a little bit deeper into morning routine and exactly why he does what he does and what that looks like. And so I am so excited about next week's episode. Uh, but if you enjoyed today's uh, content, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a like, leave a rating, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, and we We'll see y'all next time. And, and Christian, let me say this. You know, this is kind of like um, the Avengers, the bonus scene, right, at the end. So if people are still here, let's just go into a quick little bonus scene, a quick little bonus section. If you're still listening, let me give you um, kind of may maybe even the recipe book of the secret sauce. This is going to be a non-spiritual book. But Christian, I believe I've even had you read this before being a part of our team. And it's called the 5 a.m. Revolution. Yep. by Dan Luca, the 5 a.m. revolution. There's another book out there that you can read. It's called The Morning Miracle. Another book, I believe, is called The 5 a.m. Miracle. Uh, there is one, one vacation, a beach vacation with my wife and I that I brought seven books, a book a day to read. And while I was on vacation, God changed my mind and he worked in me and he, he called me to download specific books on Amazon that were not just thought-provoking, but that were life-changing. These three mm. books on that vacation, secular books, changed my life. Kind of like the secular sleep book we're going to talk about later, changed my life. These three books changed my life. Now, we apply them spiritually. We apply them biblically. But here's what they all came down to say. What are you called to do? And how can you start your day in that way? What are you called to do? And how can you start your way in that day? And it was fascinating because all of them talked about um, having a time of meditation. Well, that's our time of devotion. All of them talked about having a, a time of inspiration. You know, that, that's our time of, of, of reading a book. They talked about a time of um, exertion or exercise, taking care of your body or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Um, and so I just want to, here's, here's the exercise that the book took you through. What is it? And I believe that every person in student ministry listening to this needs to do this, this this week before our next podcast. Wherever it is you're listening, stop, make you a mental note, write you an email on your phone to make sure that you follow up with this. And here's the question. What is it that God is calling you to do? Who is it that you want to become? What is it that you want to do later down the road? Because you work on so many people in student ministry, you pour out so much in student ministry, you have got to be poured into or else you will be empty. So what, what is it devotionally, a, a spiritual discipline that you've been putting off? What is it a book that you've been wanting to read? What is a, an exercise plan that you've been wanting to try? In some way, listen to me, challenge yourself. I got so sick of telling myself no that I started giving myself permission. I started telling myself, yes, yes, I don't have to stick to this forever, but let me at least try. Because if I never try, that is worse than trying and failing. Let me at least try. So I want to encourage you, write down what is it that God called, has been calling you to do? What is it that you've been putting off? 
And then if you could create your own dream morning routine, what is it that you would put in that morning? You might put it in there for five minutes at a time, for 10 minutes at a time, for 15 minutes at a time. Personally, I like 30 minute increments in the morning. Um, I love to do 30 minutes of devotion, 30 minutes of, uh, of reading, 30 minutes. Sometimes I go longer on this as, as I do on others. Exercise. And what is it meant for you? Is it journaling? For you, is it um, catching up on, on, on current events? For you, is it uh, spending more time with your family? Whatever it is, what is it that pours into your life? You get to create your own dream morning routine because of what God is calling you to do. But also, I wouldn't say limit it to your morning. Think about your day. Is there anything that you need to do around lunchtime? Is there anything that, that is better for you on your drive home? Is there anything that, that works for you in the evening? Is there anything? Because everybody's day is different. Jesus did seem to maximize his morning. I do believe in maximizing our mornings, but not to limit it to our mornings only. So what is that God call, has called you to do? What, what are some disciplines you've been putting off? What is something that you've been wanting to try? And if you could create your own morning routine, what would it be? Feel free to start small, unless you're like me. And I just went all in cold turkey and just said, look, I don't want to start small. I just want to, I want to go ahead and get to what I want it to be. And God has given the grace and the strength to continue that on, on a daily basis. Love that. Love that. Again, if y'all enjoyed Make sure to uh, like and subscribe and we will see y'all next week to go deeper into morning routine. Thanks guys.